This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. I'm the Communications Coordinator at Go Eco Wakato Environment Centre. We are an advocate for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. Hipuna Kōrero shares the mahi of our team who work in biodiversity, transport, kai and enterprise projects with climate action and honouring tiriti are guiding that. Nō tērā wiki, last week on the podcast, Simon talks us through innovating for a low-carbon transport future, and I spoke about car-free days. You can whakarongo, listen to that podcast from freefm.org.nz or from your favourite podcast platform. Just search for He Puna Kōrero. A tērā wiki, this week Hannah Hagen, our community organiser for climate action, joins us to talk about the new Climate Action Hub before I share ways we can reduce food waste in the home as we marked International Day of Awareness of Food Loss and Waste on the 29th of September. Uh, Hannah Hagen is a youth climate and social activist, studies political studies and Māori and Indigenous studies at the University of Waikato, is Manutaki for the Waikato Wellbeing Project, co-chair for Rangatahi Voices and communi- community organiser for climate action at Go Eco. Kia ora iho. Uh, kia ora Kelly for that introduction. While I've given a bit of an overview of some of your work, could you tell us a bit more about who you are and where you come from? Uh, no fia koe, no uh, ko wai koe. Uh, kia ora. So um, on my mother's side, I whakapapa to Te Aitanga a Mahaki and Rongofakata in the East Coast. And on my father's side, I come from the borders of Scotland and he grew up in Stirling. Um, I was actually born in Dunedin, but have grew up all over the place since then and I spent actually most of my childhood in Singapore of all places before finally ending up in Hamilton, Kirikiriro, about eight years ago. Um, Yeah, so as you said, I'm studying Bachelor of Social Sciences at the University of Waikato. I'm about to finish my first year, which is really cool. Um, Yeah, and in my, I've got a twin sister, Molly, uh, and an older sister, Ailey, and um, yeah, I guess that's a bit about where I come from. So Māori, Scottish, and um, yeah, been in Kirikiriroa for eight years or so. I'll ask you to talk about your latest project, uh, the Climate Action Hub, soon, but could you talk us through how you were introduced into the climate action space or what motivated you to get get into it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess um, I would say, like, 15-year-olds are quite angry. Have you ever <laughs> noticed that? Like, it's about at, a, at the age of 15 where you start to... Um, look or look at the world around you, and I think that's that's what I started to do. Was like, uh, it was it, it was at, at the it was in 2019 where climate action really started to pick up as a global movement. Um, and I'm hugely grateful to my whanau who have always been aware of um, social justice and politics. Was always a, a conversation at the table, even when we were younger. Um, so I guess I wanted to do something to give back to my community, give back to what my family have given me and um, to make the world a better place and to be committed to that. It's funny that you say there that you're kind of motivated by anger at that time. Mm. Would you say that's still a driver? 
Um, that's yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't, th- I don't think so. I don't think anger is helpful for me and my activism. Um, I think it's better to come for a place of hope, and I think I'm really inspired by what the world could be and um, the potential that we have to construct a better society, a future for um, for everyone. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, there was always corridor around the, uh, you know, with the family. Um, and but would you say uh, so that was your your main influence or the way that you understood the world? came from your family and the conversations you were having? I mean, how much of a role did school play at that time? Um, i like, super grateful for my whānau. It was really, really supportive. And, um, yeah, they're, they're all just so in- intelligent that it really inspires me to think a bit more deeply about the way we live. But um, I think school also had to play, like, uh, my friends. That's when we got intru- introduced to social studies. Um when people start encouraging that sort of conversation. Yeah. Mm. So I mentioned some of your other projects and wondered if you could give us an overview of your role with, I guess, both the Wakato Wellbeing Project and Rangatahi Voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Rangatahi Voices started at the same age. So I was yeah, 15 and I was like, oh, how do I get involved? How do I make the world a better place? So I I signed up to everything I could or I sought out opportunities and one of them was a climate conference up in Auckland and so I went and there was a group of us who were from Kirikiriroa and one of the workshops we had to do was like what's what are you going to take away from this conference what's an action you're going to take and we decided to set up a youth forum with the Waikato Regional Council um, so that's what we did we spent six months but um, that group eventually disbanded and then uh, I think someone from Waikato Regional Council was employed to work on youth engagement and so that was the first project they picked up so um, since then I've been working with a wonderful design crew to establish what it would look like it's been entirely youth driven and we um, obviously COVID's thrown a spanner in the works <laughs> yeah um, yeah but um, hoping to launch for for next year and establish it across the region so that's for Rangatahi Voices yeah Rangatahi yeah. Voices which is um a place for it's hoping to be a platform for youth to share a voice on share their voice on issues that matter to them and I know that that is something that you've done so when we talk about uh, advocacy and activism and I, I don't even know if they're separate in any way um, and you talk about Wakato Regional Council so a big part of your work has been I guess writing your own submissions on mm. the issues as they come up and encouraging others to do that was that an natural thing for you to do I mean how do you get into that space submissions is something that it's not everybody's cup of tea um yeah I guess it was just kind of like my interest to like speech making I like thinking about what I want to say before I actually you know rather than an impromptu let me think about it on the spot so it's more the thought through thing that I like to do um, and it was just like a how can I have my voice heard or um, especially at that time I think they were wanting to declare a climate emergency and I wanted to have my mm-hmm. voice heard and so I searched up yeah it was on my as I sought through all the opportunities I could do and um, submissions was something that fit uh, fitted my interests and, and fit your skill base as well um, it sounds like a lot of this has been really good fortune timing in some respects you mentioned the the climate movement globally mm-hmm. in about 2019 I mean how do you feel uh, COVID has impacted on that climate action I think it's given an opportunity for the climate movement to assess um, how flexible we are and how we can adapt to the situation I don't think it's squandered that energy but it's um, made us look at 
actually what what does activism look like how do we create climate action it's more than just one way which is striking is that appropriate to do in a global pandemic and what are the other ways we can create change so i mean personally it's quite hard to stay motivated to keep pushing through trying to organize events with that uncertainty but it's definitely given us an opportunity to assess um, what we can do when we have political will as well mm. you know and I, I, I think COVID is a really good example of what can be done if that political will is there. Yeah, and for people's safety. Yeah, mm, exactly. Um, so for Rangatahi Voices, if anybody's interested in that mahi, where should they look to to find out more or to be involved themselves? Yeah, so the launch was going to be in September, but we've had to reassess our plans. Um, but look for a an announcement in a neighbourhood near you. We'll be launching for a period uh, in a period next year, but we're also involved in the Climathon. So, uh, yeah, and we also have a Facebook page. Rangatahi Voices. Rangatahi Voices. Um, and just some your work with uh, Wakato Wellbeing Project? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've, um, it was last year I was offered to be Manutaki alongside Joe. And um, yeah, that's been a really wonderful opportunity to be involved with um, other amazing people doing wonderful community work in the region um, and to, yeah, promote a sense of a sustainable, inclusive region. Yeah. And so, um, what does your role with the Wellbeing Project involve doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's about um, building community, keep, uh, yeah, just leading people in climate action for the region, um, getting us to pursue the goal that we have, uh, you know, net zero emissions, so, um, and bringing people along with us, building that sense of community. I'm really glad you said net zero emissions. So if we were to say what is your goal, mm-hmm. what, would, what would that be or how would you word that? My goal for, like, yeah, and climate action, it extends beyond just numbers. It's really about um, building a world that has a safe climate future for everyone to me and um, whilst assessing the way that we currently operate as a society is clearly wrong, so how can we advance solutions for climate change adaptation, but also socio-development? Like, um, what are the root causes of the climate crisis and how can we work to solve those so that we make everyone's lives better? So it's not just about getting to net zero emissions, though we must do that and we must do that with urgency. It's also about creating a better future for everyone where everyone is connected with one another where everyone is safe where everyone is valued um and a a part of something bigger yeah so the uh, climate action involves making sure that foundation is safe and secure and inclusive as Mm -hmm. well and so that's a big part of your climate action role so it's not purely climate action Mm -hmm. but it must extend to those other things as well. yeah that's right and how environmental violence isn't equally distributed the climate crisis doesn't impact everyone in the same way and those who contribute it to the least um, bear the brunt of it or bear, bear that burden. Um, so we can create a future where they don't, where society no longer has to harm people for just the way we, through just our systems and structures, we can we can change those. Change the system. Change the system. Change the system. Yeah. So this is Hepuna Korero, a podcast hosted by Go Eco. Uh, we're joined by Hannah Hagen, our community organizer for climate action. Now, Hannah, you've identified, I guess, it maybe a gap in the climate action space, at least here in the Wakato. Can you tell us about that and what you hope to achieve with the Climate Action Hub? 
Yeah, so the Climate Action Hub hopes to draw people together who care about climate action to create conversation, to share stories, to facilitate collaboration and action on climate change. So we hold an event once a month where we gather people together to have that happen um, and there's also resources to support you and what you want to do if you have an idea or how you can get involved in climate action or even uh, I've made a climate change playlist so you can listen to songs <laughs> so maybe that inspires you um, yeah it's really about uh, creating momentum for um, climate action and focusing on that that vision that is much broader than net zero emissions but actually about a better world a better world and so is, is this uh, I guess primarily for the youth in the Wakato or Rangatahi in the Wakato or extending further? It, it extends further. It's about drawing together people, everyone who cares about climate action, but it's definitely that focus on, or it'll be a space where youth are valued. Um, I often feel that we have, young people have the ability to view the world with curiosity because they haven't lived in it for so long they, <laughs> yeah. they can question it and say actually maybe we can we can be doing this differently it's like oh why does this have to be that way that natural curiosity and I think that will be valued in the space mm. and do you feel as if it's not valued in other climate action spaces I would say like um, yeah there are certainly situations where I've been dismissed as like presenting to a space where I'm a young person it's like um, it's like they're ticking a box. Are they really happy that they've, they've, um, that I've so come? Youth voice yeah, tech. yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, so that's patronising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, and so uh, you know, you've mentioned that there's monthly meetings. When are they held? And people, how are people able to get involved? So our inaugural inaugural event will be an, in the last week of this month. So. Um, May check out uh, Go Eco Socials. Some more information will be uh, coming out soon. Awesome. So <clears throat> Go Eco um, Waikato, if you're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and we might have a, a separate yes. hub for the, that a climate action mm -hmm. hub as well. Um, it all sounds really exciting, and I think the thing that I really like about this is because as as one we can one person we can do some things mm -hmm. we can make a submission, but it, that power really comes from when we're working together, um, and and sharing diverse input into our work as well, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what's really really exciting about this. Um, just before we go, just like for people out there climate uh, action or the climate crisis can be uh, incredibly overwhelming mm -hmm. and uh, you know we hear about climate grief and I wondered what your thoughts were on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah climate grief is definitely something that I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis and um, yeah it's, it is quite a distressing sense of fear and anxiety but the way that I get through that is um, through my support networks or being around people who make me believe that it's possible that a better future is possible um yeah so people who just everyone who's brave enough to stand up for what they care about and being in their space and hearing their story is really inspiring to me um talking about it with my fano is really important and um just appreciating the present moment the way the world currently is and um or yeah my moment in it yeah mm. 
And I guess that's uh, the place for the hub as well, to connect you with other people having those same feelings and same thoughts mm-hmm. that you are, um, that perhaps you don't currently have, are connecting with mm-hmm. in your day-to-day life. So this is a place where that can, that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really beneficial. Yeah, to build hope, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, To build hope. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, so if somebody is uh, listening who wants to be actively involved, as we mentioned, you can get in touch uh, through GoEco directly um, and uh, on social media. You'll see things pop up very shortly. Um, kia ora, Hannah. Thank you. It's always awesome to speak with you, and it's also really inspiring for me. I think I've mentioned to you um, this before because uh, maybe I didn't, I didn't grow up with that same awareness of the interconnectedness of it all. And I often used to see things as separate problems mm-hmm. instead of seeing how connected they are. So it's really awesome to see that young people do see that it is connected. <laughs> you know, there are older people do too, but um, it's just really awesome to see that that's what's happening at the moment. Um, your song request for today was Phantom Limb by The Shins. Can you tell us about that song? Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely love listening to music. My dad and my granddad are really talented musicians, so I grew up listening to music. And um, The Shins are an artist that I really value, their, like, lyric, especially their lyrics um, and the way they yeah, they operate when they hit this F-sharp minor in the chorus of the song. It's just wonderful. So The F-sharp minor. Yeah. So listen for the F-sharp <laughs> minor <laughs> in yeah. the lyrics. Uh, Hannah Huggin, uh, the community organiser of Climate Action with GoEco. Thank you for joining yeah, us Thanks today. for having me.
welcome back to Hepuna Korero. Uh, we were speaking with Hannah Hagen, Goe Coast Community Organiser for Climate Action, to talk about the Climate Action Hub. More on that coming up very shortly on your social media. September 29th was International Day of Awareness of Food Loss and Waste. And while Goe Co work on systemic change for our food systems, we thought it would be helpful to share ways you can reduce food waste in your home. And it's really starting with reducing. So, And this is one that saves you money as well. So it's a bit of a bonus there. Um, and these are things like um, meal planning, um, writing a shopping list, and actually checking your fridge before you write that shopping list so you're not duplicating what you already have. And buying less. You don't need to buy more because it's on special. So buy what it is that you need so you're wasting less. Make better use of your fridge. That's about being organized first in, first out freezing things you're not going to eat. Have a container that says eat me first for those families who don't really get the whole eat the leftovers first before you make something else idea. It's about reusing. So use those leftovers. Often leftovers taste way better than it was the first time around. Um, Make up stocks. Um, You can often put things like casseroles in a pie. Easy way to do it. And you can grow vegetables from things, uh, from vegetable scraps. Google it. It's an interesting one. These are all ways to reuse what we already had. We're recycling and sharing. So going to a crop swap if you have excess in your garden that you'd like to share with others. Um, And you can get something that you don't grow at home. And give food away. Give it away to your friends, your neighbours, to Kai Volution or Go Eco's Food Rescue. Just make sure that it stays out of the bin. If it's no longer good for people, it could be good for animals. So who do you know that has chickens? Or who do you know who has pigs that you could give this food to instead? Worm farming, bakashi and composting is another fantastic way to make sure you're using the nutrients from that food and uh, improving the condition of our soil, which is a great way to improve the uh, productivity of your vegetable garden as well. So are you interested in worm farming? Is bakashi or fermenting scraps down something you can do? Composting doesn't have to be complicated. It can be super easy. So give that a go. The only thing you really need to be putting in your curbside bin to be going to Hampton Downs to be processed is perhaps bones because, to be honest, I haven't quite figured out how to manage those yet. But there are lots of ways that we can reduce um, the food that we're wasting to save money and to save uh, emissions from going to landfill, but also to be feeding people and animals as well, as well as getting those nutrients in the soil. Lots to think about, but again, lots of different tips and tricks that you can use to um, reduce food waste. Kite Fokorongo Maikwe here, Puna Korero, a show hosted by Go Eco Wakato. Go Eco Wakato Environment Centre are a not for profit environment hub with biodiversity, kai, transport, and enterprise projects. You can find out more about our work on social media, Go Eco Wakato, by heading to our website, goecowakato.org.nz, or better yet, pop in 188 Commerce Street in Frankton, Hamilton. If you'd like to hire a space, you can contact Sandra in our shop. Join us again next week for a new episode, but make sure you follow or subscribe to Hipuna Korero on your favourite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Kia pai tora i huama. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.